Below the Yellow Line studio. It's the Below the Yellow Line podcast. Hey guys, what is going on? Hope all of you are having a great, great, great weekend, great Friday, great Saturday, great Sunday. Whenever you're listening to this, hope you're having a great day. And if you're not, I hope uh, that I can do whatever I possibly can to make it a little bit better. We're going to Watkins Glen this weekend, introducing NASCAR Cup Series Road Course Racing. Chase Elliott, in need of a win. Austin Sindrick, Ty Gibbs, Daniel Suarez, Alex Bowman, in need of a win. Kyle Larson's won the last two there, looking for a three-peat. Martin Truex looking for another victory. William Byron looking for another victory. Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell, all looking to add on to their playoff point totals. We don't have to talk about NASCAR this whole show, right? We can branch out a little bit. Been seeing a lot of stuff in the news about UFOs recently. NASCARs aren't UFOs. You know, NASCAR's not cars, NASCAR race cars. They aren't unidentified flying objects. They're identified racing objects. They're IROs. Uh, but but if, if aliens were to land at a NASCAR track, and this is kind of my question for all of you, if aliens landed at a NASCAR track, any track, Talladega, Daytona, Bristol, if they landed at Talladega, they might just leave the planet. There's a lot of stuff at Talladega you never want to see again. Um, mainly on the infield. Big one on the boulevard. Anybody? No? Okay. Um, what What do you think the aliens would think? What do you think Billy Bob Alien, with the antennas growing out of his ears, would think of NASCAR? You think they'd love it? Think they'd hate it? Think that Austin Dillon's a Mickey Mouse? Think that, uh, you know, think a lot of things? You know, would they be a Joey Logano fan? Would they be Kyle Busch fan? A Bubba Wallace fan? Chase Elliott fan? Let me know. Comments or email me below the yellow line podcast at gmail.com. What do you think aliens would think of NASCAR? I mean, it's America's favorite motorsport. Is it the extraterrestrial's favorite motorsport? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they'll come visit us this weekend in the beautiful Finger Lakes of New York. That is where we are headed. Watkins Glen, New York. Uh, Glen is actually a, a valley, if you didn't know that. My grandfather taught me that. So they used to race uh, kind of the streets around Watkins Glen, around upstate New York back in the 40s and, and 50s and maybe even 30s, um, you know, racing through it in World War II. You know, even when they didn't have uh, much to put on a race. Nowadays, we got a multi-million dollar facility that, that has I mean, a great show for fans uh, and, and really solid racing. And last year, the race came down to two Hendrick teammates, Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott. Last year at Watkins Glen. And back up through the gears we go. Elliott on the outside. Larson on the inside. They're side by side still. And Larson surging ahead now as they get into one. He outbreaks him, but he slides up the track as they both slide up the track and opens the door for A.J. Allmendinger. Uh, just a huge congratulations to Kyle and everybody on the five team. Uh, congratulations, everybody, Hendrick Motorsports, for getting another win. And I uh, appreciate Kelly Bloodbook for being on our car this weekend. Man, what a crazy finish uh, that race last year was between Chase Elliott Kyle Larson. Larson gets the victory, but... Man, Elliott, so close, and and while he didn't need the victory a year ago, he does need it this time around. He's still mathematically eligible to point his way into the playoffs at 80 points back of Bubba Wallace, who's currently the man on the bubble, but it's very unlikely. Another man looking for a victory is Alex Bowman, who will be racing with a heavy heart both tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday, as his dog Roscoe unfortunately passed away 
earlier in the week. So condolences to Alex and his family. I mean, I'm an Alex Bowman fan, but I'm also a person who loves dogs. And my dog is actually sitting right here with me as I record episode 91 of the Below the Yellow Line podcast that you're currently listening to. So um, sad time for Alex um, and just wishing him all the best uh, this weekend. Um, I mean, all the time. I, you know, I wish every competitor the best in every weekend. But uh, really, for um, you know, especially going through a time of grieving and sadness and pain. Looking over the weather, which, speaking of grieving and sadness and pain, has brought NASCAR fans a lot of that this summer. It actually looks good in Watkins Glen, New York, Sunday. Now, last year we did have rain all day Sunday, though. The highest chance of rain, 0%. It's not going to rain. It's going to be sunny. It's going to be hot. The racetrack is going to be slick. So, going to be a much different race than last year. You can't rely on your notes from last year. Another thing you can't do is rely on your notes from strategy because no yellows in stages on road courses. There needs to be no yellows on stages everywhere at this point. I mean, I, I really don't care if anybody disagrees that's just how it needs to be that's the way it is as Walter Conkright used to say but um yeah I, I don't see the point in stage yellows anymore now that we've seen that it works on road courses Indy was a really solid race with a very long green flag run uh but you know this weekend I'm really looking forward to seeing how strategy presents itself but I think qualifying this is the most important qualifying session of the year the Glen, even with stage yellows, is a track that is always, always, always presented racing with long green flag runs. You'll see your cautions. You'll see somebody get too hot into turn seven, especially into turn one, maybe on a restart. Uh, maybe a pile up in the carousel, a flip in the S's and whatnot. But Watkins Glen is typically a track that lends itself to long green flag runs. And I would expect much of the same on Sunday, I would expect a longer, more drawn-out event uh, in the goal bowling at the Glen. Um, I think this favors, obviously, the cars that qualify well. So Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, those are my two favorites. Going into the weekend, they need to qualify well. Daniel Suarez, Ty Gibbs, Bubba Wallace, guys that need stage points, need to qualify well. Alex Bowman, Austin Sindrick need to qualify well. So if you're going to have a chance at winning this race, I think you're going to have to do it from inside the top 12 or 15. You can absolutely win this race from last. You can win any NASCAR Cup Series race from last nowadays because they're so chaotic. And at road courses especially, oh, we know how chaotic those can be. You know one thing that's not chaotic, though, like at all? A formulated schedule. It's time to see what's on the docket. Let's take a look at the weekend schedule for Watkins Glen. What's on the docket? Let's look at the weekend schedule. 12.30 p.m. Eastern tomorrow on Saturday, or today on Saturday, if you're listening to this, on the sixth day of the week, practice on USA Network, the NBC Sports app, and MRN. Qualifying an hour later at 1.30 p.m. Eastern, USA, NBC Sports app, MRN, Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, the race itself, 3 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, August 20th. Happy birthday, Mom. USA Network, the NBC Sports app, MRN, Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. So, the goal bowling at the Glen, 90 laps, I believe, what? 
225 miles, something like that, I think is right. I'm not exactly sure. Not a ton of huge names on the entry list. Mike Rockefeller in the 42, which I'm a little surprised. Legacy still hasn't announced who's going to run that 42 at Daytona. I would assume maybe Josh Berry, but I don't know. Um, Andy Lally's in the 15, Cole Custer in the 51. No J.J. Yaley this week. Gosh darn it. Emily is probably very sad. She can't join us for this episode, but she should be back either Sunday um, or for next week's midweek episode uh, because we will have Dawson Sutton on the show on Monday. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he's a Rackley. He raced for Rackley War and Late Models, made a few Arca starts as well. So uh, it be an honor to have him on the Below the Yellow Line podcast uh, Monday. We'll have Bob Pockris on. Yes, that Bob Pockris on Thursday. And then next Monday, August 28th, Arca driver Brad Smith. So three interviews lined up over the next 10, 11 days. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And that's all thanks to you guys making this possible. So thank you very much. TV schedule-wise, um, everything's on MRN for the Cup Series. Um, their coverage always starts an hour ahead, so 2 p.m. Eastern for MRN. Pre-race show on television on USA starts at 2.30, counting down to green. The post-race show is at 5.30 Eastern on uh, USA and Peacock. Every post-race show is streaming I can't talk. exclusively There we go on Peacock. Um, I'm not going to help you all fancy live. I want to get that... Uh, 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 what am I trying to say? That sounded like an error thing right there. I'm not going to give you all fantasy advice until next week, probably, because I'm trying to figure out a good way to integrate that package, that segment into the show, and I'm also not very good at giving fantasy advice, so going to leave that be for now. Um, let's actually go ahead and take a look at the point standings as we go to Watkins Glen. Martin Truex basically has the regular season locked up at this point, to be completely honest. Um, but yeah, he, he's 60 points ahead of Denny Hamlin, 104 ahead of Byron. Can they mathematically still win the regular season chip? Yes, it's not going to happen. MTJ's regular season champion, and he could win this weekend for win number four on the season. Very possible. Truex with three wins. Bush has three. Byron leads the league with four. You have Larson, Hamlin, Busher with two. Chastain, Abel, Blaney, Reddick, Logano, McDowell. That's it with one. First minute on points, Harvick plus 145, then Keselowski plus 143. Remember when he thought they were both safe easily? Yeah. We get two new winners. Harvick versus Keselowski this week and next is going to be the most pivotal battle of the year. It could be like, like last year. Blaney, Truex, two guys very high in the regular season. One of them might miss out. Now, they're not to be max chaos. I got Chase Elliott, Daniel Suarez this weekend, a Corey LaJoy, a... Uh, uh, I don't know, um, Chase Briscoe, Austin Dillon next week at Daytona for that to happen, but it's possible. And if you're Bubba Wallace, you're sweating bullets. Yeah, okay, because if one guy wins, a new, we get a new winner next week or this week that's not Bubba Wallace and he ain't winning this weekend, um, he's on the hot seat. He's on the hot seat anyway now, plus 28. Daniel Suarez is going to cut into that lead this weekend. So for Bubba, it's about trying to get stage points if at all possible, and getting the absolute best finish you can, whether that be through strategy, raw speed, swapping the driver. I'm a Bubba Wallace fan, guys. He's not good on road courses. He knows he needs to improve. I think he's trying to, but 
Just not his forte right now. He's the last man in plus 28. Daniel Suarez minus 28. Ty Gibbs minus 49. Suarez can points race. Gibbs cannot. I think Gibbs got to be going for the win. Elliot Bowman, Almadine or Cindric, Haley, Amrola, Priest, LaJoy, Gillen, Jones, Dylan, Burton, Briscoe, Dylan, uh, Ty Dylan, the second Dylan I mentioned. They all know they had to win, like before this weekend, like five, six weeks ago. They all knew they would have to win. Owner playoffs wise, the nine cars in, the 47s out. It's very confusing. So owner car-wise, the 19, the 11, the 24, the 20, the 5, that's your top 5. The 4, the 1, the 6, the 12, the 17, that's your top 10. The 8, the 45, the 22, the 9, the 23, the six, or the 34. Those are your 16 in the owner's playoffs. 47, 99, 48, 54 make up the top 20. Manufacturer-wise, it's still the Bowtie Brigade. They lead Toyota by 55 and Ford by 63. Ford eight back Toyota. Chevy, 12 wins, Toyota, 7, and Ford with 5. Do y'all want to preview Watkins Glen now? Like, one of the main reasons we do this show? Okay, let's do it. Let's preview the Glen. Kyle Larson has won the last two races. Kyle Larson is my win pick for this weekend. I'm just going to say it right now. I've been saying it all week. People have said, but Samuel, Chase Elliott, guess what? I don't care. Uh, one good finish from him, and one, granted, it was a very good run. He could have won that race if not for some loud traffic late. That is true. You're absolutely right. However, he did not. And one really good week for me, uh, or for him rather, does not negate to me the four or five weeks previous where he either wrecked or ran 12th. I know aside from Michigan, he didn't have a finish outside of 13th. Guess what? 13th ain't good enough to make the playoffs. 13th certainly ain't good enough to advance through the playoffs unless you're a high seed in round one. So... If Chase Elliott makes it, I don't know how far I see him going because he hasn't been consistently like top five since his return. And again, if you're okay, the valid excuse for Chase Elliott is that he missed some races with a broken leg. If he gets a lot of points but doesn't win these next two races and he ends like 20 out, 30 out, 40 out, you know what the reason's going to be? Hooking Denny Hamlin like a freaking idiot at the, at the Coke 600. Snowboarding, I think drivers should be allowed to do whatever they want outside of the car. I say whatever they want with, obviously, smart restraints. But again, that wasn't necessarily the best choice either for a multi-million dollar athlete. But I think he should be able to do what he wants to do. Now, hooking another driver into the outside wall, that was stupid and idiotic and he deserved to get suspended. And if it's that that is the difference between him making the playoffs or not, that's even more incentive for him to never right hook another guy into the wall. Uh, Bowen missed only three races, and he's been on the struggle bus since he came back. Uh, Indy had a good run. Michigan and Pocono was in a good position to have a good top 10, top 15 day at the worst, and spun at Pocono, got loose, and then got wrecked at Michigan because of a stack-up domino chain reaction effect there. But, um, yeah, I, I, I just don't see it in the cards for Elliott. I always say I get vibes for every race, and I think it's going to be Hendrick Carr in victory lane. I think Bowman is a good shot, but I think it's going to be Larson, man. I just think Larson hasn't won in like three, four months. I think this is going to be one of those races where he just goes out and kicks butt, like whips the field, uh, no mercy. Um, you know, he's going to have challengers. Elliott's going to be in contention. Let me say that. If Elliott's not winning, he's in the top three. Uh, but McDowell, Busher, Suarez, Chastain, Bell, Reddick, they're all going to be contenders too. It's not just going to be the Larson and Elliott show, I don't think. And if it is, then we got a heck of a battle. Those are two of the best drivers in the garage, two of the best road racers ever. Um, so that'll be really fun to watch if it does come down to that, but I don't think it does.
I'm picking Denny Hamlin to win the poll. Those are just my vibes. Um, I'm picking Larson to win practice, though. A.J. Allmendinger, too. Yeah, have we kind of forgotten about him since he's been on the struggle bus? Don't forget about him. Second in both races here a year ago, Xfinity and Cup. You know how badly he wants one of these? Real bad. So uh, never count out the dinger. I believe that's all I got. Hope you enjoyed the show. Had some new edits and stuff in there, but I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, Going to come back with episode 92 on Monday, and that'll be the interview. Probably Wednesday or Thursday we'll have only on for, for our normal midweek show. Um, and then, uh, well, probably Wednesday. And then Thursday, Bob Pockers will come on. He'll help us preview Daytona. Um, and then, uh, obviously, Daytona episode and, and stuff. And then uh, the playoffs start. Crazy to think. Like, we're nine calendar days away from it being the week of the NASCAR playoffs starting, Cup Series playoffs. So that is just insane. This year has flown by. It seems like just yesterday we started this podcast uh, right after the Daytona 500. Seems like just yesterday Emily and I were watching Ricky Sinhouse win the 500. But I digress. Housekeeping stuff. If you're listening to the show, well, congrats, you found us. We're on all major podcast platforms, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. We're also on YouTube on the Spotter Stand YouTube channel where we have plenty of other content as well. You can email me at below the yellow line podcast at gmail.com. That's all lowercase, all one word, below the yellow line podcast at gmail.com. You want to sponsor us, brand deal. You want to come on the show for whatever reason, to, you know, give me an email um, and we'll, we'll make some stuff happen. I'll answer your question uh, and, and I'll do all that good stuff for you. So thank you so much for listening to the show, everybody. Like, subscribe, comment, share, rate, review, hit all the buttons. As Emily likes to say, we'll see you Monday. Goodbye.